Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. Tonight, we go back to Lordiversity to get your education. Yes, sir. We are talking Skeletric Dinosaur. The uh, Disc 1, as it's been known on Lordiversity. And it's influenced by early Kiss and Alice Cooper. Be my Frankenstein, Jesse Starcher. Be my Frankenstein. Wow. I guess I will. You've convinced me. I shall. Be your Frankenstein, <laughs> sir. It's Thank pronounced you. Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I guess your name is be Igor. No, it's Igor. Or backwards. So. <laughs> and that, of course, is the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir? You know, I used to mix up Mel Brooks and Mel Blank every once in a while. Oh, my God. Alexis Haina would kick you squat in the nuts for that. That's fine. That'll... I'm going to stop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, let's, let's play nice. Be nice. Yeah. We'll save that for the after party, because after the party is the hotel lobby. <laughs> All right, Jesse. So what do you think? We got another Lordiversity album here. How do you feel about it? Mm, we peaked mm. uh not here that's for sure <laughs> mm, drop so yeah we're heading back a ways with this album and i know you're going to drop the details on it so am i excited am i i mean i know what we're getting into i know it's lordy i know what the purpose of lord adversity is we've talked about it in the last five episodes that we've done on these lordy albums mm-hmm. so is it an era that I'm going to enjoy is the question. And I already know the answer to that, but we'll find out as we go along through the podcast. I'm going to keep everybody <laughs> just sitting there trying to figure out how I feel. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not too many details to, to share with this one. Um, like I said, it's influenced by Early Kiss. I mean, we, at this point, we're almost done with all the Lordy, Lordiversity albums. We've talked this kind of to death. I mean, I'm almost ready <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> nah, you got one more, Coop. One, You've got to sit through, buddy. Is it a good one, at least? Mm, well, there could be arguments that could be had that it could be <laughs> better than this one. <laughs> oh, good. That's like saying Vicks Vaporub is really better than natural lubrication. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, tune into the TikTok for that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if I ever get back to doing them, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, do you just want to just jump into this, Jesse, or you know, you you know, do you have anything you want to share before? Yeah, did we... you already say this is 1975? Uh, 19... I believe is when this. 
1975, Correct. baby, the year before I was born, my old ass. Let's, I guess let's preface this with, I mean, if hey, listen, anybody could be a new listener. So the concept behind Lordiversity was a seven-album drop of uh, a, let's just say, Lordy is trying to simulate these eras like they've been around since 75. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. So what we're getting into here is what they believe they would have sounded like and used some of the influences from that era of music, 1975. So we already talked about Kiss and Alice Cooper. That's kind of what you're getting here. Other albums, as they go along the timeline, uh, go all the way up through the 90s. And this is disc one. This is the earliest rendition of what Lordy had uh, planned for us here. So that's that's what we're getting into. But uh, yeah, I'm you know I'm fully fully prepared to jump into this. See what we get. All right, here we go with the first. I'm gonna stop sending everyone the video that we just recorded. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and play the first three tracks here from Skeletalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
That is, of course, Jesse Starcher's porn name, Maximum Eleven. That's right, buddy. <laughs> Rough as a bear, sir. Rough Jesse, as a bear. Jesse never needs the lube to make the moisture. <laughs> I mean, why would he? He's got the he's got the hand sanitizer. That's right, buddy. <laughs> is, this, is, that how, is that how you keep the uh, the missus in line? Just like, listen, you better uh, you you better uh, make. You had to start making sandwiches and uh, cut the grass, so you're getting the old hand sanitizer and the hoo-ha got you all in check. Oh, you're gonna man. turn the hand sanitizer and make it a clam sanitizer, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> hey now, hey Natalia. Hey. <laughs> Cleanliness is next to godliness. What? <laughs> Nobody likes a dirty vagina, that's Jesse Starcher. <laughs> Nobody. Isn't that right, Melissa? Uh... Nobody likes a dirty vagina. You have to keep even 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 Miss Moisture over here says you have to keep a clean vagina. Miss Moisture. <laughs> Which you have from? to keep the cooter clean, or else you get a rotten bean. Uh, oh. Robert Cooper says you have to keep the cooter clean, or else you get a rotten bean. <laughs> and you've killed my wife. Um, uh, what can I say? I'm. <laughs> I'm pretty good at killing women. I, I want a quick I want a quick check in here, Melissa. Which is which is worse, me like this or me like I was an hour ago? Why don't you ask me that question? Okay. Well, my wife says she she prefers like sexually silly Mark over passive aggressive angry Mark. Which do you prefer, Jesse? Oh, oh well, passive angry Mark is passive aggressive angry Mark is pretty fun. So. <laughs> Jesse says passive aggressive angry Mark is still fun. He's saying it really hits the mark. <laughs> Anywho. Hey, how about these songs, Jesse? Mm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm so glad that they didn't keep it a mystery that this is definitely inspired by Kiss. <laughs> I mean, God. Yeah, I was like, could, could it be more obvious? I mean, right there at the very beginning. I, I mean, so, yeah. Kiss is not my favorite band. Um, not uh, there's a couple songs that I can tolerate, but usually I'm not finding uh, any enjoyment out of listening to Kiss. So this album, I had a feeling was going to probably fall flat for me. Maybe the bottom of the Lordy Versity collection here. I will say that they in intently told everybody this may some of these albums may not be for you so it's not like i'm expecting lordy to do anything here however i mean i did kind of enjoy star sign spitfire our second song there um which is you know hey it it's a standout for me on this album maximum 11 uh now look at the content that we always the lyrical content that we always get from lordy here mm-hmm. it's always you know, they're, they're always either making some kind of sexual innuendo or not even that, just like straight up, no innuendo involved, um, <clears throat> making some type of sexual reference. Or it's always some type of dark talking about the devil. It, but it's like our first song, Day Off of the Devil, is innocent enough. It's just about the devil taking a day off and, you know, enjoying his day. Okay, all right, then. Could you get any simpler, really? That's, <laughs> all, that's, what really, that's all it is. Maximum 11, though, uh, you know, this is Lordy talking about. <laughs> Let me read to you here, Mark. All right. Oh, please, please Are read ready? to me, Jesse. All right. Please read to me, Daddy. Keep your hands where I can see them. I grab you by the waist. It's time to see how you taste. 
<laughs> wait, wait, stop. Hey, Melissa, <laughs> it's time for me to grab you by the waist and see how you taste. Screams of pleasure fill the air. <laughs> I hold you down by your hair. Wait, hang on. What, what was that? Screams of pleasure fill the air. <laughs> My wife's take on what you that, that piece of literature you just shared with the world was, it sounds like it was written by Dr. Zeus. Mm, mm. Well... 1975 Lordy coming at you there I mean it's classic Lordy it's it's just not you know not for me right now so Coop I mean this album certainly has existed so far <laughs> uh, it has it has no I mean it's one it. of those I don't hate it in any manner really uh, right. I just will say I don't necessarily feel like a lot of it's really stood out to <laughs> wildly inoffensive yeah, I mean, this is like, if you fucking flick your bean to kiss, if you really wish it was still the 1970s because gas was only whatever it cost and you could just be racist whenever, like, hey, by all means, go back to then, uh, listen to this album, take it with you in your little time machine. Otherwise, eh, it's all right. Tight. Tight, Jesse. Tight. 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 Ooh-ha. Okay. My son came in the room the what? other day, and we were like, what do you, like, Jonas, what do you need? What's going on? How can we help you? And he's like, okay. I'm like, what easy, little John? He's nice. just little John. That that reference is, like, way older than him. <laughs> well, no, we called him little John. You know who that. He was like, no, I'm Jonas. I'm like, shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, he already knows about Anime Beach episodes, so, like, the kid's going places. He really is. He's a smarty. Hey, Jesse, when we come back, what do we talk about what the Angry Metal Guy thinks of all of this? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the next three songs uh, on this, what might be an abbreviated Metal Hammer of Doom tonight. Are... <laughs> it might be the, the 100% most, eh. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have talked about this band so much. <laughs> I don't know what else to add. <laughs> the King on the Head, Stakers Mountain, Carnivore, and Phantom Lady. Baby, you don't understand I got a craving for meat like the kind that 
Hey, Melissa, I said, if you want to stand by your man, I really think you should leave. Things could get out of hand, don't you understand, Melissa? Oh, yes, they would. Melissa said, baby, you don't understand. I got a craving for meat. Like the kind you have. Nothing's like long pork. Taste it once. I'll give you seconds for sure. <laughs> Is it bad that as you're reading that, I'm thinking of the Andrew Dice Clay joke? You know, she said, give me 12 inches and make it hurt. So I fucked her three times and hit her over the head with a brick. Oh, oh, that fucking whore. <clears throat> All right, uh, so now that my wife has just noped out of this entire conversation, possibly out of this marriage, no one ever really knows. <laughs> Jesse, what does, what does the angry metal guy think about all this? Oh, well, unfortunately, it does not look like the angry metal guy has dropped any knowledge on more diversity. Maybe he's just waiting for us to get done uh, reviewing all the albums. <laughs> maybe, he was he smart and, maybe he was smarter than us and decided to not do all seven albums individually. That's a very good possibility. Uh, okay. So taking a look over at Flyctory, yes, I've talked about Flyctory before. They gave this a 3.9 out of 5. Okay. Uh, their, pros, their pros are good hard rock album, nice southern rock sound here and there. And then the cons are not competitive with Lordy's best individual albums in regards of quality. I'll definitely agree with that. Can I tell you, um, what, my, can I tell you what my take on this album is? Yeah. This this and maybe one of its closest, um, like the next one up, uh, which I think was um, Super supposed Biden. to be in the year 1979. I honestly think this and I guess it was maybe, I don't know. Super um, Fly Trap. Yeah, Super okay. Fly so Fly Trap's the disco one that you loved. Yeah, no, no, no. There's another one that's that comes close to the sound of this one. Um, like, like I feel like this could have been combined with another album. Maybe... Yeah. Um, see, no, Abusement Park was more classic heavy metal. Okay, you know what? Here it is. The AOR influence sound of human. No, not that. Well, the AOR influence sound of human animals is influenced by Bon Jovi, Desmond Child, and Alice Cooper. <sighs> now I don't yeah. know, Jesse. I, I, I there's, <laughs> there's a part of me that just feels like we didn't need the seventh album here. We didn't need. Like this sound feels like another one of their albums, but as I'm re-reviewing, as I'm reviewing this through the wiki, I might be wrong about that. I mean, you can't say that it was Abracadaver, similar to that. I mean, there's they're no. Anthrax and Pantera there. I mean, they're saying that those they were influenced Judas Priest, Metallica, and that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This definitely does not sound like Superfly Trap. Superfly right. Trap was so disco. It was. Yeah. It was. It was no, yeah. right. no, no, no. I, I totally, a hundred percent agree with you guys. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we haven't done Masterpiece from the Moon yet. That's the last one that we're. Gonna it's do. not going to sound anything like this, right? It's, um, it's going to be, and that's is that the next one after this? Uh, yeah, in the chrono- chronology. Yes. Uh, uh, no, it's after Superfly Traps. It's the third one. Yeah, yeah. Eighty three and eighty four. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Yes, maybe. I don't know. Um, set in the fictional timeline of eighty three and eighty four, Abusement Park was influenced by Lost, was the sister of Kiss and Scorpions. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. It could be. It could very well be. Well, heading back over to MetalDigest.com, they gave it a seventy percent. 
Orsk Electric Dinosaur. Over on Rate Your Music, they gave, uh, out of 45 ratings, 2.95. So I'm assuming that's out of five. We got one reviewer on albumoftheyear.org, gave this an 80. And I think that is all I was able to find specifically to this album. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed, and again, this goes more towards the support of Lordy and this idea of Lordyversity. Listen to the production quality of these songs. And you can actually tell, I mean, the production quality goes up, especially when you listen to Spooky Sextravaganza Spectacular. That was produced like you wouldn't believe. Like, I mean, it was produced like a Rob Zombie 90s album, late 90s album. And then you've got night. This 1975 stuff sounds like it was recorded in 75 almost. It's really, and I don't know how much of that is the actual sound of the era or their purposeful. I believe it's a pur- purposeful way of of producing this album, um, <clears throat> which you know, again, this was all recorded I think during the lockdowns and stuff. So <laughs> they may not have, they may not have had a productive uh, production uh, worth of crap at that point. But what an easy album it would have been to do if you didn't have to rely on the production because you wanted it to go with the theme of the album. So anyway, um, yeah, it, it looks like uh, as far as I mean, I could read a little something here Go ahead. Uh, at the end of our uh, we'll just look at flight trees. This is uh, the reviewer. What is this reviewer's name? I want to kind of give them Florian Florian Buchting is the reviewer's name and their view of this album it says i have a good this is the first album by the way he listened to so apparently he's got he just got the albums and he did the review uh, florian did the review immediately i have a good feeling about this project now the songs are on point and thematically feel to be a great fit and they may still feel they may still may still feel like a lordy album Yes, the album as much might not be a must-listen as a solo album, as it simply features too many catching songs. But that's maybe not what Lordy Varsity is finally all about. First stage is a thumbs up with an optimistic outlook. Okay, so uh, for me, if I was writing that review, I'd be like, okay, this is not the era for me. But I do agree with the person saying, let's see what the next albums bring, uh, because we want to see how this project goes. So there you go, Mark Radlich. Robert Cooper, what did you think of those last three songs? Uh, I'll be honest, listening to them kind of in isolation, headphones on, uh, I do like what they're bringing. I can see what they're doing with that Kiss inspiration. Uh, you know, pretty simple, but also fairly catchy. Uh, again, it's not like it's not anything that I would immediately send to somebody and be like, oh my god, you gotta check this out. But if you're a fan of the sound, it's definitely not offensive in the slightest. Could you imagine, I mean, I don't think it's too hard to find the cross-section of fans of Lordy and Kiss. There's gotta be a, a good bit of, I'd say a good bit, but you know, there's gotta be a, a fair amount of those out there that like both of those bands. Oh, I'm and, sure. And love to find the pers- the people that are super fans of both, uh, of each group, you know. One that is, the, I'm a super fan of both those guys. Oh, well here, check this out. You know, this this might be right up your alley. Electric dinosaur, baby. You know, here's what I'll tell you. Um, tell me. 
So, I feel like, one, some of this stuff, I, 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 seven albums, way too much. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think, yeah. But what ambition, though? You cannot... You can't Fulton knock the, the ambition know, here. You can't knock the hustle, and I and I don't want to feel like I don't want to feel like I'm re- repeating myself from previous Lord of Diversity albums, but I don't know. It. I think in conception, this was a fun idea. In practice, I'm kind of with Robert, where I'm like, this is getting repetitive now. I'm almost wondering if instead of doing full albums, maybe two or three songs from each one of these, you know, and it's like Lordy through the years, like one well, Lord of Diversity album. 15 songs maybe they sort of did that mm-hmm. with collection because each one of these albums has a song from collection collection was a thought piece of like okay hey let's do this where it's a it, it's lordy through the years just exactly what you're saying and then they were like they took that so they did that first and then they were like let's just let's run with it right so your idea is fantastic the thing is is they already did it. <laughs> they, that's where this project came out of. All right. You ready to hear the last three songs of the night? Oh, three? yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. This was short, man. This is a short night. We have the tragedy of Annie. <laughs> Fanny Mae. Fanny Mae. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> Rest in peace, Freddie Mac. Uh, Blow My Fuse and Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. No. Um the the tragedy of Annie Mae, Blow My Fuse, and and Beyond the Isle was Mary.
Oh, uh, might be our shortest review yet, Jesse. Like the shortest mm. review in the history of doing this whole podcast. Um, yeah, that, that was an instrumental there, which I had. Um, I listened to the album when I was mowing the lawn the other day, and here's the, the one with like, the mohawk in it. The one with the, the mohawk's gone now. My wife, my my ever loving, wonderful, thoughtful wife, who shows her love through acts of service. You know about that, Jesse? That that's a love language, acts of service. Soyvist. 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 All right. Do you get, do you get that's the one I'm worst at. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Do you not service your women well, Robert Cooper? No, I got to get the vapor rub. <laughs> How about you, Jesse? Does your You're wife doing it wrong? <laughs> does, your, does your wife show you love through acts of service? Is that your oh, love language? Uh, of course. Yeah. Do you, is that her love? There are many love languages, Jesse. Did you know uh, that? That's what I've heard. Yeah. And uh, and, and only one only... of them might be physical touch. Sure. Do you want to do you want to touch me there? That would be right. a love language. What are the other love languages, Melissa? Service. Yeah, we talked about soyvis. 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 Oh, words of affirmation. Like Jesse, you're a pretty cool fruit who really knows where his hat's at. That's yeah. me showing that I love you because you That's like great. words of affirmation. Are what you? else? Time, Jesse. I show you love by spending all this time with you. Wow. You are actually. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love how your your wife is the one that's educated in all of these no. acts of language my wa- of love. Let me tell you how my wife is very educated in all the love languages because she absolutely needs them all. <laughs> she, she needs them all. <laughs> she, every single language. My, she's, my, like, she's got a ledger. My <laughs> wife is the Tower of Babel of love languages. She's got a, she's got a love ledger. <laughs> that's what they call my penis. <laughs> Melissa says she needs all the love all the time, so I'm going to need you guys to come over here and help me love my wife. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I need you to give uh, her time. Man, you know, I really got to I, I gotta wash my cat. <laughs> That's what Melissa wants I you to do. I think I left the stove on. I have to tell you. I have to tell you. <laughs> well, you said you had to wash your cat, and I said, yeah, that's exactly what Melissa wants you to do. Um, oh, and then, no. And I said, hi, Natalia. You to turn her oven on, too? <laughs> That's what makes the moisture. Oh, anyway. <laughs> no. What are you cooking? Um, anyway, Je- uh, Jesse. A whole department. Uh, yeah. we're, so, love languages. Yeah. How did we get on that topic? I was like, I'm so tired, I can't remember like why I started in on like jokes, and then I'm like trying to link it back to whatever it was we started with and can't find my way back. I'm constantly getting lost in the verbal woods. Um, how did I get stuck on acts of service? Because uh, we were talking about love languages. Okay, but why were we talking about love languages? Because you were talking about mowing the lawn. Oh, right. Yes. Mowing the lawn, yes. Okay, so, um, yeah. I was When I was out mowing the lawn, I was listening to this album, and it was like, as, as far as I... Providing nice background music while I'm doing labor, it's fine. When I have to sit here and think about it critically, it kind of falls a little flat for me, Jesse. And that's what that's what that had to do with my wife's vagina. Go. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> a little flat. <laughs> oh no! Is it not well carbonated? <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! It just pops that tap and it bubbles. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> years, oh, no. years from now, and we call and we call and in this divorce between Melissa and Mark Rattles, we call a surprise witness Jesse Starcher. 
like, Jesse. He's just at, like, I just wanted to sit in bed with my wife looking at TikTok. At two, Jesse. He's like, Your Honor, I was there on every podcast where Mark humiliated his wife and everything that got in his way. They wouldn't need me as a witness. They just bring in the tape. I mean, it's right here, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I can't hear you. You're rambling. Okay. All right. You you were not listening is what it is. But Jesse has my back. Oh, yeah. Melissa says you might be my preferred partner, but you really have Melissa's back with or without vapor rub. <laughs> oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll rub some vapor rub on a back. I'm not going to doing back that. back of wood. <laughs> not no long pork. Um, <laughs> Speaking of long pork, back to Lordy. So, I don't know if you noticed there, but we, we got to listen to, uh, oh my goodness, Blow My Fuse, which was off of the Collection album. Yes. And, yeah, that was one of my favorite songs off that album. And yeah, I that's really, a good one. That's a yeah, really good one. I, I dug it here. I think that stood out. I mean, there's a couple songs on here that I wouldn't mind listening to again. Uh, the, the, the theme is there. It's Lordy being evil. Mm-hmm. Like they always do. In the past five albums, we see them be evil no matter what era they're in. But it's just how they frame the, uh, you know, their their nefarious deeds and what era it's happening in. And I, again, Mark, you said you can't knock these guys for the hustle. I can't either. Yeah. Their, their goal was to create an album for any era. And if you are a fan of that era, hopefully you'll like the the album that Lordy puts out there. If you like Lordy, you're going to dig it. Now, <clears throat> Coop, I want you to remember this. When you're speaking your piece here on the album, I would love for you to dive in a little bit further into, you know, Lordy's vocals and how this, if it fits or if it doesn't fit. I know you said you appreciate what they're trying to do and, and now you're getting to kind of hear it with headphones on, but I'm almost kind of there with you too. Like, is this the era for Lordy and his you know, grasp, gr- raspy, gravelly vocals. I, I don't know. Um, so, Coop, I'll turn it over to you. As for me, three out of five, that's a low three, by the way, not a high three. Oh, no, a low three. Well, that's not good. <laughs> uh, you know, listening to it a little closer, I'll say that uh, I do feel like it does lend itself a, uh, well in some parts. Hey, one second, Robert. If her knees don't crack while she's writing you, she's too young. Continue. I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facts. Moving on. Yes. But, uh, yeah, uh, I feel like the rasp, especially when I can kind of hear a little stuff that's a little more of that heavier kiss influence, I hear a little uh, Paul Stanley in, uh, inflection there with the vocals that he's bringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't necessarily feel like it works as an overall, uh, works overall as well as it probably they'd like for it to. <laughs> not as not as jarring as Super Flytrap was, but still not uh, not really the best use of his vocal talents. Yeah, one of the one of the influences that was mentioned in one of the reviews was Blue Oyster Cult. And as we were going through the album, I was kind of picking a, a few of those songs that definitely felt leaning towards that. And those are the ones that I liked. If it was kind of heavy kiss, I, I, I could tell that that just wasn't the stuff I enjoy. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you the whole about the whole jarring co- uh, concept on Superfly Trap. This, this isn't as bad. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. I think it. I think it works better with what they do, but I still do feel like it's. Uh, I'm still not their best. The best use of their talents. I would. I would give it like a solid. Yeah. I mean, I'd give it a three out of five. It's good for what it does. I just still don't necessarily love it. All right, folks. That is the end of our review of Skeletric Dinosaur. A solid meh from your friends here at the Metal Hammer of Polly Kinkery. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> not me. I wasn't there. Uh, next week. No. Two weeks. Because next week I will be at a speakeasy. Going with speakeasy, Jesse. What do you think about that? Mm, well, sounds like a lot of fun. Better be quiet gonna, about it. Gonna go to, no, that one, that one I'll be allowed to talk about out loud. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's the other nonsense i'm involved in i'm glad i just hope nobody shakes you too much because then it'll be a speak queasy (laughs) well the whole reason we're going to this particular speakeasy is because this is where the remember those 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 lovely burlesque dancers i was telling you about they do a show they do a show at the saint in in, uh, st petersburg um on wednesdays so my wife made me cancel the metal hammer of doom for June 29th so that I could take her to a speakeasy and she could look at a, and she could look at burlesque dancers. That is how I show uh, love, Jesse Starcher, with time. That is oh time my. spent with my beloved. That is how I show I love her. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so we'll be back in two weeks. Um, July 6th, Alestorm, 7th Rum of the 7th Rum. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're like, hey, what did they do on the Metal Hammer of Doom uh, this past week? Uh, humiliated my wife. That's what we did. Funny thing about that, she didn't know we were recording. Like, legit didn't know that I... Oh, like, wait, it, she didn't? No, she was just like, <laughs> hey, I can let my tits and vagina out and just all have all kinds of fun with my with Mark's friends. And I was like, you know you just said that, like, publicly. She's like, no, you're not recording now, are you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, we've been recording for, like, 20 minutes now. She's like, oh, you're going to edit that, right? And I'm like, fuck right off. I don't edit for shit. She's like, well, and then she got the want ads out because she will no longer have a teaching job. So, <laughs> I mean, can't we just edit her out? We'll just uh, we'll replace her with uh, Bill Bixby. You got a green screen? <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah. we could somehow figure I'm that out. Not putting that much effort into protecting my wife's integrity. Not Thank you very surprised. Much. <laughs> no. Self destruction. That's his love language. <laughs> yeah, my my love language is benign neglect. Um, <laughs> at least it's benign. At least it's benign, like a tumor. All right. Um, not a tumor. Not a tumor. Uh, and then, so I'll oh, we'll be back with Alestorm July 6th. Then we're skipping another week because I will be at a local resort here in town with my wife. Again, love language, time. So uh, we'll be back on the 20th of July with Megadeth, Megadeth, the sick and the dying, and then I will be skipping another week. But Je- Jess, we will not be doing the Metal Hammer of Doom, but I will definitely be spending time, my love language, with Jesse Starcher. That's you right. Know, you know where we're going to be, Jesse? Uh, Cleveland, baby, and we're going to be checking out Rage Against the Machine. Yes, sir. You and I on a sexy date to Rage Against the Machine in Cleveland at the baseball field, whatever it's called, field house. Uh, awesome. and then And then we'll be back August 3rd. I, I thought I was going to be done with Wednesday podcast by then, but I had to make some changes. So we have one more Wednesday podcast left. Lordy, Master Beast from the Moon. We, we're ending this run of Wednesday shows the way we began with Lordy. 
<laughs> Lordy, yeah, Lordy broke the Metal Hammer of Doom off of Wednesdays. That's <laughs> that's what happened. University. Um, yep, but we'll be. But then we start on Mondays. Um, that's right. Most Mondays going forward, we have Monday, August eighth, SoFly Totem. And then uh, skip two weeks, and then we are Five Finger Death Punch on August 22nd, Afterlife. Oh, yeah, I'm moist for it. Yes, sir. And then on August 29th, Machine Head of Kingdom and Crown. Nice. And that takes us into September. In September. See, Jesse. We'll have a special Tuesday show. Can you believe it? A special Tuesday Tuesday show. There's no... uh, There's no... What do we call that show? Damn you, Hollywood. So instead, we're going to do a special Tuesday show. The Metal Hammer of Doom Blind Guardian. The God Machine. That's what they call me in bed. Um, And then... I thought it was the Cod Machine. (laughs) Because you're flopping like a fish. (laughs) I'll have you know I'm quite stiff, sir. Um... Right most, now? Most times. And then uh, skip a couple of weeks. And then <laughs> on October 17th, Skid Row. The gang's all here. And that is it for now. So we got a loaded schedule coming up this summer, the end of summer and fall. Jesse, are you excited? Oh, boy, am I. More polykinkery. That's what we're going to be doing here in the Middle Hammer of Doom. What do you think about uh, that? Just wonderful. <laughs> All right. Speaking of polykinkery, Robert Cooper, your plug, sir. I want the record to show that that <laughs> is uh, the words of Mark Radlich do not uh, yeah. have my views of monogamy. Because, uh, <laughs> I I'll say, like, I don't know what you're talking the about. Thing, the only poly I ever get involved with is polyhedrons. <laughs> Ooh, such as polydice? I swear yeah. to God, they're usually the only poly I get involved with is fucking parrots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am white, so poly want a cracker. <laughs> um, I, I had a friend once who did a podcast. She doesn't do it anymore. But ah. she did use dating sites to try and promote it. So maybe that's what we were missing. We were missing the... Uh, we were missing the sphere of hey, I can just uh, get people to get people to listen to my podcast if they think they could sleep with me. So, uh, yeah, there you go. If anybody ever wants to use their poly powers for good, just start plugging that shit away on the old dating apps. Just don't use the vapor rub. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh, oh boy! God. Yeah, you're gonna feel like you fucked a parrot. <laughs> Non-consensually. I mean, oh, fucking oh, fucking con- rape. <laughs> fun- fucking consensual parrots is fine. Okay. <laughs> right, is this coming from experience? I'm taking notes. Hang on. My wife would like to weigh in on consensual parrots. What about consensual non-consensual? What, that's an oxymoron. It's not. It's where you engage in non, like consensual non-consensual play. Oh. Oh, you mean like, like, like rape play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I no, mean, I don't do that because uh, I'm just going to say that everything's all fine and dandy until the cops show up at your house. No, I understand, but my wife's asking a legitimate question, Robert Cooper. What if you want to fuck that parrot, and the parrot's like, yeah, I'm into it, but I want to act like I'm not? Uh, I won't care if the parrot's into it. Uh, there is too big of a risk involved with that. I mean, the other per- if the other person's not into it, like Robert Cooper, not into consensual, non-consensual, whether it's a parrot or not. So the, it's the too problem, ris- it is yeah, too the, risky? The problem with consensual, non-consensual is not the consensual, non-consensual. It's, it's not the parrot. It's the consensual, non-consensual. It's the, it's the, yeah. It, yes, yeah, it's the no, consensual, it, non-consensual. It is way too risky, right. and like, 
I'm just saying my like bumbling that. ass would manage to stumble on the one person that was just looking for money. Mm. Okay. Speaking of Ironically, so, I don't so have glad. any glad. So glad I was here for this. <laughs> Speaking of consensual, non-consensual podcasts, Jesse Starcher, your plugs. Speaking of someone fucking a parrot. <laughs> consensual, non-consensual podcaster. That would probably be a That is your new name, right Dick Dittens. It's consensual, non-consensual podcast. I don't Cons- really want to be here. <laughs> consensual, non-consensual podcaster, Jesse Starcher. I showed up. I guess I'm in it for the long haul. Here we go. Let's get it on. We're like the dong haul, am I right? Oh, my goodness gracious. So, hey, listen. I've got a a comic book podcast that I do on the Source Material Comics (laughs) podcast feed. So if you get a chance, you like to... I'm totally putting this in the the group chat. Jesse's new nickname. (laughs) That's That's just great. This is great. Uh, Look. (laughs) We we are uh, we, we've aired a couple of things. As a matter of fact, today dropped our unspoken issues discussion on Panic in the Sky. Unspoken issues is a '90s comics centric podcast. Panic in the Sky was the event uh, that occurred in the Superman comics shortly before Death of Superman. So if you remember, in 1992, Superman died. Well, this is the event that happened a little bit prior to that. So check that out if you're if you're interested in '90s comics. That's uh, that's one of the things I specialize in there. And of course, the Source Material Comics podcast. We're recording uh, for an upcoming podcast this Friday. I'm hoping to get. Uh, well, I know Alexis Hanna is going to be joining me, and Benjamin J. Cologne may possibly be joining us as well. We're going to be talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin, uh, and as a companion piece to that. I did a full solo episode on the first issue of Fugitoid, which a lot of people are just sitting there going like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fugitoid, what's going on? What is this dude talking about? Hey, check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. This last Ronin story is a really, really good story. It's about the last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle that's out there, and we get a great, great wrap-up to a alternate timeline story so uh we also are going to be recording our discussion of hell of a boss which apparently just i mean every every day that's that's near the top of the charts here on the rattlech and broadcasting network where alexis Haina and myself discussed the first four episodes of it i think maybe three or four episodes of hell of a boss we're coming back we're going to be discussing another four this friday uh so also kapow the pop culture podcast dropped today and they dropped my appearance on there where we actually got to sit down and talk about some tv took place about between one and two o'clock in the morning there last friday uh so as to how uh coherent it is i don't know but i can tell you it was a lot of fun we talked about stranger things we talked about the time traveler's wife we talked about a, a bunch of tv that happened had a good time with those guys uh, as always and we're doing a kids on bikes last plug i promise kids on bikes if you are into the role-playing game kids on bikes we started uh, a campaign uh, me and Kapow, the guys from Kapow are doing a campaign over there. The first episode of us generating our characters has hit the airwaves, and most likely, here in about a week or so, you're going to be hearing us on our initial adventure, I guess you'd say. So, uh, That's it. All right, thank, everybody. Thank, thank you for the consensual, non-consensual plugs. Always. You, you know what's funny is that every time you mention kids on bikes, I think of the clip for, you've seen Letterkenny, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck. I could watch your kids fall off bikes all fucking day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you for joining us on the Metal Hammer of Doom for the consensual, non-consensual Jesse Starcher, otherwise known as Dick Tittens. For Robert Dick and the Vic Cooper, the Metal Coop, I'm Always Keep Them Moist, Mark Radledge. 
Be well, be safe, and behave. Again. Oh no, did you stick your dick in the vapor rub?